Y2, green right off, nasty. Hound 2, Y booty, X facing back right on. 580! Green 87! GLIAC Football Weekly starts right now. Now here's your host, Jake Reitma. Well, well, well. Yes, indeed. It is GLIAC Football Weekly. I am your host, Jake Reitma, and so glad to have you along for episode four of season two of GLIAC Football Weekly, the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the GLIAC, the only podcast dedicated to all things Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference football. And boy, do we have a special week and a special episode for you. So much to catch up on from last week, week three in the GLIAC, and some great matchups to look forward to in week four. And most importantly, our featured guest this week is the head football coach for the Michigan Tech Huskies, Steve Olson. So buckle up, dial it in, whether you're driving, maybe you're traveling, or you know maybe you just got it on in the background, a little audio wallpaper, if you will. That's a little term from the biz, you know, audio wallpaper. Wallpaper's just on in the background, you know? But in any case, whatever it may be, so glad to have you along for GLIAC Football Weekly. Let's dive right in. Week three recap coming to you now. And of course, what jumps out to me, the headliner, the nightcap from Top Tagger Field. I'm getting all kinds of sources that were at the game telling me the atmosphere was just unbelievably electric. It was a raucous crowd at Top Tagger Field, one of the best environments in the GLIAC and all of D2 football for that matter. But Ferris State escapes 47-45 in Overtime, they were without quarterback Jared Bernhardt, but six touchdowns, total touchdowns for quarterback Evan Cummings, so he had a game. However, however, the Ferris team commits seven turnovers. That's the that's the headline in this one. And if you watch Tony Anise's presser after the game, <laughs> Coach Anise, who uh, is is we know is just a legendary coach in all aspects. You can't say enough about what he's done at Ferris. But my goodness. The body language did not uh, leave much for the imagination. None too pleased with the 47-45 victory. But in any case, Ferris State remains undefeated at 3-0. And Saginaw Valley State falls to 1-2. However, however, and I mentioned this in the column, there are some saying that Saginaw Valley State might be the best 1-2 team in the nation. And the reason I say that, there are two defeats. Um... I believe that, well, of course, the two-point loss to Ferris State, and then they lost by nine to Bowie State, who is a nationally ranked team, and that was a game they had a fourth quarter to lead in as well. So both of their def- defeats have been um, have been in close fashion and ones in games that uh, they could have very easily won. So keep an eye on Saginaw Valley State. They'll be at Wayne State this Saturday. That's a game I'll be at in person firsthand to take in all the action, but we'll get to that later on in the show. Grand Valley State rolls at home over Wisconsin Lacrosse 45-24. Big game for Cade Peterson, the quarterback. He was a GLIAC player of the week. He was 12 of 17, 214 yards, and had 89 yards rushing, two total touchdowns. But I said it when I, you know, I had the first hand bias that we talked about two weeks ago when I was at Grand Valley's game. 
against the Thunder Wolves of Colorado State Pueblo. But uh, this Grand Valley State team looks good. Now, they've only played two games because week one they had canceled. But uh, they're 2-0 and will be taking on Michigan Tech, which we preview a little bit of that with head coach Steve Olson in our featured interview. But, um, oh yeah, and I should have mentioned defensive player of the week, Sintel Williams for Ferris State had a big game on defense for the Bulldogs. They, again, pulled out that thrilling 47-45 victory in overtime. But he had nine tackles, uh, one and a half tackles for loss or TFLs, uh, pass breakup, and an interception. So congratulations to Sintel Williams. And while we're at it, we've got it pulled up. Special Teams Player of the Week, Connor Luxick of Saginaw Valley State. That's the second time he's won Gliak Player of the Week honors. Um, but he had field goals, let's see, three field goals, and then all four extra points. And ironic that the game-changing play in the fair well the game deciding play I should say is a two-point conversion because Ferris State went for two in the first overtime which I believe was after a penalty that moved the ball up a little bit for a shorter two-point conversion attempt they got it so Saginaw Valley had to go for two after they scored in the first overtime session and did not convert so that's that's enough about the Ferris State Saginaw Valley State game it was thrilling fashion 47-45 but let's round out this schedule here Wayne State another overtime thriller however this one goes the way of Missouri SNT. They win it 51 to 45. So an absolute shootout there in Missouri. And Missouri SNT is a team that, um, who, who, when I was at, no, no, I take that back. Um, but I, a couple of GLIAC teams have played Missouri SNT, the Miners. This was a game I thought Wayne State would get at 0-2, the, a game that they needed. And remember, in 2019, Wayne State also started 0-2, and, and they were able to rattle off 8 out of 9 um, to finish 8-3. and But now, um, Paul Winter's squad has kind of uh, backed themselves into a corner starting 0-3. But this was... This was a game which the Wayne State offense really showed up. And I mentioned this in the column, but they set a school record for total yards on offense. It was 600 plus. Let me see if I can find the exact number. But, you know, it was, it's, it's a bummer for Wayne State because offensively, it's about as good of a game as you can play. But defensively, the effort was not, maybe I shouldn't say the effort, the execution was not there. Yeah, 673 total yards of offense for Wayne State, but a failed fourth down attempt in overtime was the difference. So the Miners scored in overtime, and Wayne State did not. The last game rounding out the slate from the Upper Peninsula, Northern Michigan gets a big home win over Davenport, 20-14, to the final in that one. So I'm not really sure what to make of this Northern Michigan Wildcats team. 2-1, and one, wins over McKendry, and now Davenport, but a loss to Division Three Wisconsin Oshkosh. So very, very strange, and uh, sparking me McEwen squad Davenport falls to one and two and zero and one in the GLIAC. So their only win coming um, last week against Walsh, or I should say, in week two over Walsh. But that's your finals. One more time: Northern Michigan twenty, Davenport fourteen. Wayne State loses to Missouri S and T fifty one forty five. With Grand Valley beats up on Wisconsin Lacrosse twenty or forty five to twenty four, forty five to twenty four, and Saginaw Valley State falls to Ferris State forty seven forty five 
in overtime. That's your week three slate. But as I mentioned, highlight of the interview coming up next, highlight of the show coming up next. We sit down with the head coach of the Michigan Tech Huskies, Steve Olson, for our featured interview of the week on GLIAC Football Weekly. Here he is, Steve Olson. All right, as promised, we now welcome on the head coach of the Michigan Tech Huskies, joining us from the Upper Peninsula, way up in Houghton, Coach Steve Olson. Thanks so much for making some time with us on GLIAC Football Weekly today. How are you? I'm doing very well. Happy to join you guys. Uh, This will be fun. Absolutely. And full disclosure for everybody tuning in, I made Coach Steve Olson wait a couple of minutes. Something got mixed up with the Zoom links. And so so now I'm just going to have to be faster with my questions. And, you know, I can blab from time to time. So I'm going to knock that out and that will make up five to 10 minutes in and of itself. So Coach Olson, we'll get the ball rolling. You guys are coming off a bye week. Um, obviously, the 2021 season is still uh, still young, early going, one in one record. A big win at home over Hillsdale, um, and uh, come up a little bit short against St. Thomas, who was a new opponent for for you guys. Um, just kind of in in your summary, how what would you make of the early season so far from uh, a Michigan Tech's perspective? Well, right now, I, st- I think we're still trying to get our legs underneath us uh, completely from the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, and I think there's, you know, those things that are out there yet for us to get a lot better on the offensive side of the ball. And so we're looking forward to that right now. I think defensively, we've played pretty well in both games. Um, it is nice. We've been at home for both games and, and our next one is at home as well, or actually our next two. So that's kind of nice to be at home and play in front of our home fans. Uh, but, but we're looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. Steve Olson, the head coach of the Michigan Tech Huskies, our guest this week on GLIAC Football Weekly. And, you know, that was a little bit further down in my outline, but uh, you kind of touched on it. So I'll jump to it right now. Being at home for the first couple of games, Michigan Tech's always had the, the home field advantage. But uh, I also understand that that Curley Stadium went under uh, some renovations this past offseason. What has that been like for your program, just kind of uh, having that home field advantage and getting a, a little bit of a facelift? And, and Michigan Tech's always been a special place to play. I think it's a great atmosphere. And uh, just as, as the head coach, what does that mean to be able to have that uh, that point of pride with the facilities and the atmosphere and everything that you guys have rolling there at Houghton? Well, first thing is we're so appreciative of, of the administration and our alumni that were that were major contributors and and helping to make sure that this stadium got uh, uh, upgraded. And so we added bleachers a few years ago, and those were actually in place in 2019. But we've got a new press box. We've made improvements to our VIP area, which is really nice. And then, of course, we've added new turf uh, to our field. And and uh, and then there's some new. Uh, uh, stuff as you come in along the fence lines and, and you get to see a little bit more Michigan Tech stuff as you're coming into the stadium, which I think, you know, all of those all of those upgrades make it, um, again, a nice, uh, a really nice atmosphere. And, and if you're coming up to a game this weekend, the other thing that you'll see is the field surrounded by trees that are just starting to turn color. So um, that also makes it really nice for, uh, you know, that that whole viewing atmosphere and, and enjoyable. No doubt about it. And, and of course, as a former player in the GLIAC and Michigan Tech was one of those when the schedule was released, you always looked and you, if you knew you were playing at Michigan Tech, you knew you were looking exactly what time of the year you were playing there. Because, uh, of course, the later in the season, the colder it is. But uh, it's tough to beat a, a September game in 
in Houghton um, with the color change and everything you alluded to. Last question about the stadium, and this is not a knock. This is not a knock on Michigan Tech, but is the walk to the visitors' locker room still three miles? I remember wearing my Fitbit, Coach, and and I is the most steps I ever got in a game. <laughs> it is. It, it's it's a long walk, um, you know. And so that gives it. We, we usually set up twenty five minute half times here, um, you know. But it is, and and um, you know, so sometimes things just are what they are. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I'm only teasing, of course. And we look ahead to the calendar. You welcome in um, this coming weekend, a tough Grand Valley team, obviously uh, has been a, a staple at the near at the top of the conference for many, many years. What have you seen on uh, on film thus far? And I know I'm taking away from game planning right now, but what have you seen from uh, Matt Mitchell's squad in the Grand Valley State Lakers? Well, you know, typical Grand Valley State team. I mean, they're they're big up front on their offensive line and and on their defensive line right now. They can roll a bunch of guys at you, and then you know, and then their skilled people on both sides of the ball. They've got good speed, um, you know. So they're they're just very good football team on both sides of the ball, and and they're off to a good start, a two and zero start. And so we'll, we'll have our hands full as we get ready for this football game. But but that's okay. You just embrace the challenge. No doubt about it. And looking internally, um, I know the last time we talked uh, all the way back, of course, we don't need to get in and everything that's transpired since then. But 2019, uh, I always had a special place for the Michigan Tech Huskies. They had some some local guys, local for me from the Midland area, from Meridian, Jacob Wenslick. And, uh, and you know, you had some firepower at wide receiver. But uh, as things work in college football, got the kids graduate, they move on. So as you now look at this 2021 roster, who has stepped up for you internally and some guys that you're counting on, maybe on, on offense, defense, special teams, um, really throughout the course of an entire roster? Well, you know, I, I think when you take a look at our football team, you know, a guy like Jordan Jansen is off to a very good start as a wide receiver for us. He's he's a big wide receiver that can they can go up and catch the fade ball. He's also just really good at you know at a number of different um, you know types of uh, routes that you can get to you know whether it's flat routes or those type of things. So he's a very good player for us and is and is off to a really good start. Um, you know, we're we're still looking for uh, Will Ark, our quarterback, who's who's returning for his third year to really have a, have a breakout game. And he's capable of that. He's seen a lot of game action, uh, you know, in our tailback position. Um, again, that's tailback by committee a little bit for us, but um, Jared Smith has always been a solid, consistent runner. And uh, we're looking for some good things from him and, and Will Murano and then Emmett Beeler on our tailback spot. You know, so that those are some of the key things there on the offensive side of the ball. And, and on the defense side of the ball, you know, we, we return guys like Marvin Wright, who didn't play in 2019, but he's a very good football player for us at inside linebacker. And then, of course, uh, you know, um, our nose guard, Nate LaJoy, is, is a returning uh, very good nose guard for us. And, you know, so I think we're pretty good up front, you know, in that, in that you know, the, that front seven that you're going to put out there on the field. And, and I feel like we're a little bit more athletic on the back end, too. So uh, defensively, we're off to a pretty good start. and We've played pretty well at this point in time. No doubt about it. Steve Olson, our guest on GLIAC Football Weekly. And I, I sort of touched on it, and I don't want to necessarily, um, you know, play a broken record, beat a dead horse, that sort of thing. But 
the the pandemic we're still in the midst of moving past it and into 2021 so i want to put kind of a positive spin on it and just how refreshing it must be to be back in game action and getting back into that routine but at the same time looking back to the 2020 year that was how is you how did you as the head coach just kind of lead your team through those challenging times and and did you feel like you grew as a team or or what specifically jumps out to you when you look back um and to where you are now at, at Michigan Tech? Well, I think the challenges that everybody dealt with that we did as well as when you first got back here was, you know, how do you get the things done that you need to get done with uh, the limited numbers of people that you're allowed to, to do work with? Uh, so getting players in to get lifts in in small groups and coordinating those groups throughout the day and then, you know, and then eventually getting to actually having to be able to have practice once once a few things slowed down with COVID a little bit was was really good. So, you know, um, uh, so we had a, we had an effective fall, I thought, last year. And then and then the spring was very good. We finished that up with a scrimmage against uh, Minnesota Duluth. Um, and so I thought our spring went spring was 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 good and very effective. And, you know, and so the things you just learn from it is just a not everything is always going to be what you want, you know, and it, and it was really tough. You know, we had a senior day for our guys that would have been seniors on on a football team in 2020 at the last game at the St. Thomas game. And it was nice to honor those guys um, who uh, weren't able to play in, in a football season their last year. And um, I think 12 of those 15 guys that were able to make it back, which was really good to have them and their families back and, you know, and do those type of things. Um, you know, but I think the biggest thing you learn is a little bit of patience, you know, because there's just not everything gets to go your way. And so you just have to have a little bit of patience to, to stay with it and stay and work through it. And I, you know, I think overall, I think our team did a very nice job of that. That's great to hear. And coach, uh, I feel like now we've, we've kind of crossed off the, the to-dos. We've done a little game planning. We've looked back at the team and, and now it's, it's for my favorite part of the interview, the fun stuff. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention your, glowing reputation throughout the course of the GLIAC. You are the grill master, from what I understand, the, the smoking legend. So I got to, at this time, I think we just, we just pick your brain on some of your favorite recipes and how you, how you became the, the proclaimed grill master of the GLIAC from the head coaches. Well, I mean, that's just one of those things, you know, you, you have friends over and you, and you cook out. And so uh, that's one of the things I've been doing that for years, even before I was, you know, in the GLIAC and, and you just enjoy being around good people and good company. And part of that usually involves, uh, you know, involves good food. And, uh, you know, and I hope that over the course of time that I've served that. So um, <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I think I have. I was just say word travels fast, you know, it's obviously nobody's going to be raving about the food and, and your abilities if it's subpar. So uh, from what I've heard, it, it's top notch. Well, you know, and, and, and you just, you put it out there and you, you give yourself an opportunity to have, you know, I got a few different grills so that I can smoke in a few different ways. And, you know, and you try to bring the, bring the staff together at times. And for me, a lot of it, it's preparation for, for what we're going through right now. So I'll, uh, I'll smoke some, you know, some, some pork butts and, and have those ready. And then on Sundays, we'll bring those in for the staff and, and we'll eat those as we're prepping and getting ready for uh, getting ready for games and doing our work when we get a little bit of a break and we need one, you know, and, and so we'll get together and we'll have, we'll have pulled pork or we'll have carnitas. We'll have some different stuff like that. And, and um, you know, and, then, and of course, you know, a few years ago, I just started to 
put some things out there on Twitter about, um, you know, I'd call it the summer smoke and just, you just smoke up some meat and you put a picture out there and you, and you tweet it and, and then you just have at it and let it roll. So there you go. There you go. Now, um, and this might be diving too far into it, but from uh, do the players ever get to indulge in this? Cause to me, like you could use it as like a reward system. You know, I would, I would take uh, coach Olson's smoked pork over a game ball or a t-shirt any day, you know, that would be more motivating for me. Well, you know, for the most part, we, we you know, we haven't really gotten involved in that uh, to having the guys over. Usually if we've had them over, it's, it's been more just the burgers and brats type of thing, you know, but um uh, you know, every once in a while, you know, uh, we've had a guy that, um, that's done something, something good or whatever. And, and I've given him, you know, or I had one of our players trade me some fish. So I traded him, uh, you know, some, some smoked, uh, some smoked stuff and he gave me some fish and I smoked those up and gave some of that back to him. And, you know, and usually you try to give him a chicken or whatever and, you know, and it works out good. So. There you go. There you go, coach. Um, all right. Well, I'll let you, uh, we'll get you out the door on this one. Just, I always like to uh, wrap it up with some of your favorite things about being the head coach at Michigan tech, every school in the GLIAC, I think it's just so unique and, and has uh, um, the, those specific characteristics that make Michigan, that make it unique and in, in what it's like to be the head coach of Michigan tech and the football program and what you're building there. And just some of your, your favorite memories over the years. So I'll, I'll give the floor to you, your favorite thing about being the head football coach at Michigan tech. Well, the favorite thing about being the head coach at Michigan tech is the people that I get an opportunity to work with. And, and there, and that's, that's easily stated. I mean, we, we have such a, a, a good quality of kid that comes here and they work hard and they do well in the classroom and, and they go on to really good stuff in their futures. And, you know, so we're really blessed to have an opportunity to coach players like, like that. So that's a really good starting spot there. And you know, I would say one of my big memories that, you know, right now being a head coach was, was probably a game that we played at Saginaw Valley. It was it was one of the least fun games I've ever coached in from a standpoint of the heat, because it was the third hottest place in the country that day. But we we came back from uh, ten points down in the fourth quarter and 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 pulled out a win in in. 98 or was over 100 degrees on the turf and so that was really uh one that you know sticks out as a memory for me from a standpoint of how gritty our, our players played in that game and how tough they played in the fourth quarter no doubt about it I, and from a michigan tech guy the the heat you know you're, you're probably used to the cold but the heat's a whole different story huh that's right that's right nobody's used to that type of heat that was a that was a stifling day all virtually no win so it was it was a tough day no doubt about it. Have you looked at the uh, weather report for this Saturday? What are we What are we working with this Saturday? Um, I have looked at it, but the interesting thing about weather report here is you look at it on Monday and Tuesday, and, and you're still looking at it on Wednesday and Thursday, and then Friday. Maybe you start to actually know what it's going to be. But right now, it looks like it's going to be a day in the low low to mid 60s, and and not that windy. So it's going to be a really nice day here in the UP, and and the in the sun right now is looking like it's going to shine. So I'm hoping that will be the case. Awesome. Well, great stuff, coach. I certainly appreciate the time on GLIAC Football Weekly. Best of luck, uh, not only Saturday, but all throughout the rest of the season. And I sincerely appreciate you uh, spending some time with us here on GLIAC Football Weekly. Absolutely. Thank you, Jake. All right. My thanks to Steve Olson, head football coach for the Michigan Tech Huskies. So gracious with his time. His Huskies have a tall task this week in welcoming in Grand Valley State 
for a matchup at Curly Stadium. We'll have our eyes on that, and we'll have our eyes on all four GLIAC games because it's an all-GLIAC slate Saturday, all four conference games, all GLIAC all the time. And it's also, and I mentioned this in the column, but it's it's the preview, not the preview, how should I say this? It's the it's part one of the home and home. So every game, every matchup you see this weekend, you will see again at some point this season. And so what I mean by that, Northern and North would play each other. They'll meet again. Grand Valley State, Michigan Tech will meet again. Davenport and Ferris will play again. And same with Saginaw Valley and Wayne State. But let's get to the picks. Um, an, up full, an update, I was 2-2 two and two last week. Brings me to ten and five for the year, so gotta work, gotta gotta be better than that. And I always like in the column to always start where I was wrong, and uh, where I was wrong in week three, I had Wayne State getting the W, which I talked about already. Um, I just I felt like they'd find a way to come, and you know it's an overtime game, so that's a toss up. I don't feel terrible about that pick, um, but um, that one cost me. And I also thought Davenport would would earn the win on the road against Northern Michigan. I just thought they matched up favorably. They'd shut Northern Michigan's offense down. But you got to credit Drake Davis and really the entire Northern Michigan offense for that matter. They put together enough um, enough production to to earn the victory. So um, kudos to Northern Michigan and Kyle Nystrom's squad. I got to be careful because uh, um, the coaches that come on Gleak Football Weekly have followed that up with a defeat. So I gotta I gotta see what I can do about that. Try to switch the old mojo or else nobody's gonna want to come on the, the show with me. But uh, as always I welcome any and all fan listener not fan but Gleak fan listener feedback if there's any point you want to discuss you can always get in touch with the program on Twitter. I'm at I'm, I am at, wow, cat's got your tongue there. I am at Jake underscore Reetma, Reetma spelled R-I-E-P-M-A. You can shoot me an email, jakereetma at gmail.com. I know the Ferris State Facebook group, um, I think it's uh, called The Dogs or something of that nature. I appreciate all their um, interaction and feedback on Facebook. But share the program, get the word out there that there is a weekly podcast dedicated to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the GLIAC. But let's take a look at the Saturday slate, September 25th, 2021. We will work our way beginning with the one o'clock games starting in Midland, Michigan, Northwood University welcoming in Northern Michigan. Another toss-up game, two and one Northern versus 0-2 Northwood. Northwood coming off of a bye week, so nothing uh, extremely recent to base it off of, but the Timberwolves got blitzed by Tiffin and then lost in overtime in week one to uh, PSAC opponent Gannon. Northern Michigan coming off the win at home against Davenport and Unfortunately, I just have to keep picking against my alma mater until um, until proven otherwise, really. Northwood beat Northern Michigan in 2019 when these two teams last met, but that feels like ancient history at this point. And I think Northern Michigan's offensively presents some matchup problems. I talked about Drake Davis, but he's proven he can get it done on the ground or through the air. So I got to take Northern Michigan over the Timberwolves. Over to... The other 1 o'clock game from the Upper Peninsula, Michigan Tech and Grand Valley State. 
And I've been on it all season. And by all season, I mean the two games that they played. I saw Grand Valley in action firsthand in week two, their first game. And then they followed that up with another 40-plus performance against Wisconsin Lacrosse. So I got to take the Lakers here. Um, the last time these two teams played in 2019, Michigan Tech had a fourth-quarter lead. The Lakers prevailed victorious. However, Michigan Tech will play Grand Valley tough. I think it will be the hardest game of the season so far for Grand Valley State but just too much firepower from the Lakers and too much depth defensively, which I don't want to beat a dead horse because I have talked about that quite a bit. But Grand Valley State, just so deep in every position and they just they come at you in waves and it's really it's really not fair especially defensively. They get those fresh bodies in there on the defensive line. They can rush the passer. And they've got such a solid front seven and back seven, for that matter, on defense. And Cade Peterson looks like he's got uh, full control of that offense and some weapons on the uh, perimeter with the wide receivers, Hunter Risen and Juwan Johnson. So Grand Valley State wins it on the road, in my mind. Moving on to the 3 o'clock game, that's Ferris State and Davenport. Ferris State at home, top tagger at field, little coaching matchup between Sparky McEwen and Tony Anise, you know, of course, uh, Sparky McEwen was on Tony Anise staff um, at Ferris, but I like the Bulldogs in this one. And again, the Ferris State's a little bit shorthanded, and this is not to take anything away from Evan Cummings because he had six, he accounted for six touchdowns. Um, in last week's win over Saginaw Valley, but there was just a lot of sloppy play, some turnovers, and without Bernhardt in the lineup there, I just don't think Ferris State is as solid. So if he plays, maybe a different story, um, but regardless, I shouldn't say a different story because I think Ferris State wins this no matter what, just the margin of victory is going to change a little bit. And I'm not saying Bernhardt is everything for this Ferris State team. Like I said, Cummings had six, accounted for six touchdowns the last game, but they got to clean up the turnovers. Anytime you, you commit multiple turnovers, an offensive coach uh, is pulling his hair out. So seven, seven turnovers is just mind-boggling. And, and I am already, sorry, you know, Jake, you're beating a, a dead horse. We get it. They had seven turnovers, but I just, that's so uncharacteristic of a fair State team that I don't see that happening ever again. And, and I would not be surprised if this week of practice was so laser focused from fair State and that this was the wake up call that they needed last week to play like the number two team in the country that they are. So I think Ferris wins this one going away. Um, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, like some kind of, outpouring of offensive uh you know of an offensive explosion but i think ferris state at home in need of a bounce back because of the way things played out against saginaw valley state and this survey that serving as the wake-up call i think ferris state wins this one easily all right six o'clock game adams field tom adams field detroit michigan the heart of the city, Wayne State University, the Cardinals on the road taking on Wayne State. And this one, like I said earlier, Saginaw Valley State, uh, about as impressive of a one and two record as you can get given who they've lost to, Bowie State and Ferris State. But I, this one is so hard to pick because it's kind of like a something has to give type of game, you know? Wayne State is too good of a team to be 0 and 3. And Saginaw Valley State is also better than what their record indicates. So Wayne State's got the home field advantage. It's a night game. I still, I, I and this was hard to do with the column as well because, you know, here's a shocker. You got to pick somebody, Jake. You got to pick the winner. So 
I'm going to go with Ryan Brady's squad from Saginaw Valley State. I think the Cardinals have the offensive firepower, and defensively they can shut Wayne State down. Um, and, of course, I say that Wayne State's coming off of a school record 673 yards in total offense performance. But I'll still take the Warriors. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not deleting this whole podcast and starting over. I'm not even going to edit that out. You know, when you're talking um, at, uh, at length for a consistent amount of time, 40 minutes consecutively, you're going to mess some things up. But give me the Cardinals. So hit the little rewind button, the 15-second icon on the, on the Spotify app or, or whatever you're listening on and take out Wayne State there, I think Saginaw Valley State will win this game. It's going to be close. It's going to be a fun one to be at, which is why I'm going there. So I'll be in taking the action firsthand. It'll be enjoyable. And like I said, Tom Adams Field, one of my favorite venues in all of the GLIAC, will be a sight to see in under the lights in the D, Wayne State and Saginaw Valley. But I think the road team gets the win. So one more time, my picks, I've got Northern Michigan over Northwood, Grand Valley State over Michigan Tech, Ferris State over Davenport, and the Cardinals over Wayne State. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I so sincerely appreciate the time and for making Gleak Football Weekly part of your weekly routine. It's a uh, one-man operation over here, but I'm glad to put forth a product to be proud of and most importantly represent the finest conference in all the land and dedicate the latest and dedicate this podcast to the latest and greatest on the gridiron in the GLIAC. So until we talk next time, have a wonderful week. Take in the GLIAC football Saturday slate. First kickoff, 1 o'clock, and we've got a night game as well. So you can have GLIAC football on at all times. So I'll do d2football.com for updates, and we'll keep you posted as well. Check out the column on d2football.com under the GLIAC tab. You'll see my ugly mug, but read what I have to say or read what I wrote, I should say. And until then, have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next time on GLIAC Football Weekly. He's back, he's locking, no locking, he's going for the end zone, he's got a touchdown! Thanks for listening to Gleak Football Weekly, tune in next time.